Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. This is The Finch Show, and I am James Finch. On this episode of the podcast, my guest is Kayla, who goes by Built by Beans on Instagram. And she's just such a phenomenal person. She's a 3D printer, cosplayer. She's done some really neat things. I definitely highly recommend go checking her out on Instagram. And, uh, you know, we we talked about a great many things. Um, I really enjoyed talking to her. I'm going to stop with this intro and just get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Kayla. All right, Kayla. I first of all, you like um, you popped up on my radar just from that like awesome Boba Fett costume that you did. Um, how did how did that come together? Yeah, so that was an interesting project. I have not really been like when it comes to Star Wars. I'm a newbie to the game, and so I jumped in. I started watching the movies actually. I think around like one year ago today, which is kind of ironic. Um, and so. With that came that appreciation for Boba Fett, obviously, like the strong, silent character. And then when the show came on, or before the show came on, there was the announcement um, that I was uh, Boba Fett was going to be there. And I was like, okay, this is a whole show devoted to this like really cool guy. And so I tried to, to, to be smart and jump on the train early when DO3D released their files, because at the time, I think they were one of the first people and a couple other people were. And I usually like I've gone through DO3D a few times now, but it's not like my primary source I like to go through for files. But I was like, I would love to get something on board to do a whole Boba Fett cosplay. And I I don't know what it is, but um, I've been like cosplaying all male characters um, so far. So I was like, this is just another one to add to the books. Um, and if I can get it done before the show, maybe that would be good to kind of get a little bit more of an audience and, you know, um, all that good stuff. So I just got started on that. And then the show came out, <laughs> which uh, there was a lot of mixed reviews, um, which I, I can agree with. It was not really what I thought Boba Fett would be portrayed as in the show, but I really did enjoy learning about the storyline for other characters. So uh, that was what I did. And then I did a con one of the contests in um, Kansas City at the Comic-Con there with that one. So that was before even, you know, picking a character, I wanted to do a contest before I moved. And so I was like, okay, everyone likes Boba Fett. I love Boba Fett. And then, so it came to be through that. <laughs> well, that, that I could see that show having mixed reviews because I think, you know, if you go just with the canon, we really actually didn't know a lot about Boba Fett, even though he was a legend. And that, I think storytelling wise, that's kind of dangerous because that means everybody puts their own impression of what they think the character is on it ahead of time. Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't want to be the person to have to write that show because no matter what you do, people are going to be mad at you, you know. Um, I did. Yeah. And I noticed that. Um, how long have you been cosplaying altogether? So that would also be around a year, a little bit less because when I started 3D printing, it was, I didn't know that I was gonna get into cosplaying from that. It has always been something I've had on my radar and enjoyed like watching on like YouTube, like seeing comic cons and stuff and seeing people put stuff together, but I never had like the finances growing up um, or kind of like the support either. So I, my first comic con was in Kansas city last year, which I think was around August. Mm. What uh, what was the first uh, what was the first character you ever cosplayed? Uh, <laughs> so the first character I ever cosplayed was Taskmaster. 
Um, to my knowledge, I think I'm still the only female who has done the movie version so far, um, which that's kind of a cool thing to have under my belt. But I did the same exact thing when it came to the movie. I didn't even know. Uh, I mean, it, I don't know if I can even give spoilers at this point since it's been so long. But when I when the whole controversy with the gender of Taskmaster became a thing, and people really just like crapped on the movie. Like I enjoyed it quite a bit, um, but I know a lot of people who didn't watch it, didn't know who I was um, and all that stuff. So I kind of jumped the gun, just like I did with Boba Fett um, going into it of saying like, this is a cool character, it's new. There was a really cool armor set on DO3D as well that was pretty accurate based on what I was looking at and came out super good, but then and uh, yeah, but I got a lot of great reviews, um, like people talking uh, at Comic-Con, like looking me over and stuff. There's this guy, do you know who Evil Ted is? I don't think so. Okay, I, I didn't know either at the time, but he was a guy um, who's known for a lot of prop making and cosplay armory and stuff like that. I think he does some work with leather potentially, but um, he pulled me aside and was like, this is really cool. And I think that was like a really good founding moment because at the time I thought it was just some random guy at a booth. I'm like, thanks, man, this is cool. And he's asking me questions. <laughs> and then he turned to be out like the, the keynote speaker at the convention. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, but the fact that he noticed me and then I realized how popular he was in the community, it made me feel really good of taking that next step. So um, in the end, despite it not being as well received just because of like the lack of support from like the audience or like people watching the show. It is still probably one of my, my favorite things that I've cosplayed. Mm -hmm. What, um, so you said that cosplay wasn't uh, the reason you got into 3d printing. What was the reason you got into 3d printing? <laughs> so the reason why I got into 3d printing, um, like most people probably who recently got into 3d printing, I saw like a video on TikTok. Um, and it was between like Emily, the engineer and frankly built, of course. Um, and with that, I just, I always grew up wanting to have a really cool, like, like nerd cave, um, where I wanted to have it like a whole decked out marble wall. And for me, before I even got into 3d printing, I had an obsession with Iron Man and like had my whole PC set up to be kind of themed for that, um, and things like that. So it was kind of just slowly one thing that led to the other where I saw their stuff of Iron Man and I was like I could make a whole wonderful wall of all the stuff that I can make myself um, and I've always been someone who really likes working with my hands and kind of creating and crafting so with that came I needed a tool to do that which was 3d printing and then I started looking into other things bigger things um, armor sets and then I was like I could actually start cosplaying now um, and with my move to as here in St. Louis, there's such a great support system for 3D printing, um, as well as the people I've interacted with. Um, they've just been so wonderful and really embracing that kind of side of me too. So I was able to just kind of let loose and really be the person who I've always wanted to be for so many years now. And so I was like, let's do it. I'm going to start cosplaying. And it's been so much fun since then. Mm -hmm. What was your first printer? My first printer was actually the Ender 5 Plus. Um, for me, I am definitely, uh, I jumped into something where I knew I wanted it to be a big enough build plate for like a helmet, because that's what I started with was an Iron Man helmet. Um, but also I, I tend to do a lot of research and I was like, if I'm gonna put my money into something that I want to last long, I wanna make sure it, it does everything I need and maybe a little more. 
So that's why I jumped in with the Ender 5 Plus initially. Mm-hmm. How did uh, how'd that whole process work out for you? Did you go through the normal trials and tribulations that every new 3D printer goes through? Oh my gosh, yes. And I, that was when I was getting in the process of, I was in Virginia before Missouri. So I had bought it right before moving, set it up, but we were just struggling to get it to work and then moved here and then actually got to take the time to putz with it and learn all of the stuff that like, I had absolutely zero knowledge about like 3D printers, slicing software, uh, modeling, zero. So I was just going in balls to the walls, like <laughs> trying to figure it out. And then once I did, and once I printed something successfully, I remember it was like the front plate of the Iron Man helmet and it was just very rewarding. I was like a puppy. I was just jumping up and down. I, was like, I, got I did it and then, um, since then I've really gotten way more in depth with now being able to replace like motherboards and stuff and looking into like coding and firmware. And I'm like, okay, this is something I could see myself wanting to get to know even more. Mm -hmm. It's um, it's a rabbit hole. Like you yeah. just, you start going down that rabbit hole and before you know it, you're like so deep, you're talking about stuff and your friends are like, who are you? Like, we don't even know what you're talking about. No, I know. And now I'm just known as the person who does 3D printing. So like when other people who I barely even talk to, who might see me on Facebook or whatever, send me a message of someone in the 3D like printing community, they send me a video and they're like, isn't this cool? And I'm like, I don't think I've talked to you since like sixth grade. How do you know I'm doing this? Um, so it's kind of cool to be defined as, you know, the thing that, you know, it really embracing myself in the nerdy side, especially as a, a female in, with technology and like science and all that fun stuff is now that's kind of the defining point of who I am, which is really fun. Do you get random people that you, or I shouldn't say random people, but like people that you know from like Facebook or whatever, who ever reach out to you and ask you if you can print something now that you're known as that person? Oh my God, just yesterday, <laughs> um, literally, I uh, got asked to do like a Titanfall helmet and I was like, well, maybe, uh, but yeah, all the time, which I have done some prints and stuff for my friends, a lot of like Mandalorian helmets and stuff, but it's just, I've had to turn a lot of people down just because I don't know if I can really produce at the quality that they would want. Um, that's something I'm really working with and trying to learn more with painting and techniques and stuff. Um, but I have gotten a few things out to people and mm -hmm. hopefully with more practice, I can get more out. Right. I've come to figure out that, you know, like if you own a pickup truck, you're like everybody's <laughs> friend, right. Yep. You know, and then when you have a 3d printer, it kind of, I realize it's like the same thing. Like the, just like you were saying, like, I have a friend of mine. I don't think I've spoken to in 20 years who all of a sudden reached out to me and was like, Hey man, can you print me one of those Iron Man helmets? And I'm like, what's your name again? You know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's just me and then i start getting a little bit pissy and i'm like no they're my printers i'm doing stuff with them i'm busy you know um but it it, it, it is a trip it's um do you get a lot of people who message you with questions about it yeah a lot of people um have messaged me about like what kind of printer is good because they were like yeah you've inspired me to get one um, I've gotten Snapchats, like there was someone who I knew back in Virginia, where I rarely talked to, but we interacted. And now he always sends me videos, like you can see him get his printer doing some small things. And now he's doing some bigger things. And I'm like, I got you on board, man. So it, it's been really fun to really promote it and show how creative people can be. Um, even like, so I work as a, basically I'm a dietetic intern, but I'm going to be a dietitian. And part of um, that is I work at hospitals and we did like a a psych rotation. So there was a bunch of our veterans going through like substance um, abuse programs to rehabilitate. And a lot of them were talking to me 
saying like, I don't know what to do with my free time. Like everyone does things where they're drinking and I, I can't really engage in that without, you know, I feel like I'm going to slip up. So I have recommended it to so many veterans uh, looking into 3D printing or doing stuff with sculpting, building, all that stuff. Um, and they would go and like take that feedback and ask for more information and like told me like the next week that they were doing more research and figuring out about printers. So that was really cool to see it as a way um, to really work on like helping yourself and kind of growing into, you know, new hobbies. That is 100% true. I never thought about that. Yeah. Anybody who's an addict for anything, get them into 3D printing because they won't have time or money for anything else after that. They'll just, you know. <laughs> that's, that's what's happening to me. <laughs> Be like, here's an Iron Man helmet and some sandpaper. Have fun. That'll that'll keep you occupied all day for sure. <laughs> oh yep, it's fixed. <laughs> so as um, somebody who's cosplayed and is into 3D printing, this is, this is what I love about having these conversations, is clearly that means that you have a nerd card um what do you know at the top of your head when you got your nerd card when the origin story of Kayla began <laughs> that is a really good question um I feel like <laughs> I feel like this happened probably around when I was like 14 where it's I this was before even printers but this came with like tinkering with technology and Oh my gosh. Okay. So I was wheeling and dealing on Craigslist as a kid. Parents didn't know, but for one year I'd asked for my parents to buy me this phone, um, which is like, it was already even older at that point, but they gave it to me, um, like on eBay, it's like $79 or something. And it's a phone. I can't remember. It's like the HTC HD two or something, and it can run two platforms on there. So it's like Android and windows. So you could sell the phone for like a hundred dollars more. Um, if you can mod the phone software to run the other platform. So <laughs> I started with that and then my parents didn't know, but like I was able to get like accounts through eBay and PayPal and started getting phones shipped to me and then selling them for the profit. So I was running my own little like thing at home. How old were you? I was like 12 to 14, one of those oh ages. Oh my God, wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I remember because it was like right after I got, I think it was like my tonsils out or my wisdom teeth or something where I was like on bed rest. So I had nothing to do, but do that. Uh, <laughs> so that came into like bartering for other electronics and working on them. Um, and then eventually getting like Xbox um, for that and computers and then playing with those and kind of getting into the gaming community which then during COVID, I think that's where it really hit home is that when everyone was learning how to make bread, which I mean, I totally should have done because I could use a great sourdough, but <laughs> I was like, I want to learn how to build a computer. Um, I got this COVID check and I feel like I need something that's better than my little tiny MacBook. And so I did a lot of research and talked with a lot of people and then built my own PC. Um, and then that obviously, like I said, catalyst into, you know, the Iron Man and printers and stuff. So I would say full-fledged nerd card was around the time I built my computer, but there was trinkles of it mm -hmm. leading up to that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's always milestones along yeah. the way. Yeah, for sure. That is, that is really cool. I don't, I don't want to tell people what I was doing at 12, 14 years old. Cause I guarantee you it wasn't nearly as interesting at all. What, <laughs> um, so Marvel, other than star Wars, is that, um, on your radar? I mean, obviously you started with the Iron Man helmet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Marvel, the, I'm a huge fan. That's kind of where it all started for me of getting into more of that side. 
um, and dipping my toes into Star Wars now and watching, like I just started watching um, Obi-Wan show last night. Haven't gotten to episode two yet, but episode one really tugged at those heartstrings for me. Um, I really enjoyed it. So um, out past that, I've gotten into DC a little bit, um, looking just like watching movies and stuff, because at this point I hadn't watched any DC uh, besides for some of the Batman movies in like a film studies class but mm. now so I'm going into a little bit more of that I really don't know where else I can explore past that there's some like animes people talked about but right now I'm sticking mostly with Marvel and working on um, a Lady Thor cosplay mm. how's that coming <laughs> along it's coming good um, there was I've been having some issues with my printers just with like heat creep and I had to replace valves um, not valves um nozzles a few times um and finally got it working so i have the helmet i'm reprinting that because the first one came out like crap um and the first the next one, new one is like way better my head is huge so now i was able to resize it a little bit better to fit my head um, but i have the whole chest plate done and then uh, i'm gonna start on the back pieces i think i might only get a little bit done before i actually have to pack up everything to move so right now it's all in a box and just kind of, is it this box? No. Um, there, I have like 30 boxes in my house. <laughs> uh, but I, I like to take my pieces and sand in the park um, that way, because I live in like a four unit building that people can hear really well through the walls. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I was like, it, it'd be nice to just take it to the park and sit on a blanket and sand away for hours. So might do that this weekend. Um, or just keep it in the box and sand it once I'm back in, in Florida. So you're moving away from St. Louis. I am. Good so. for you. Good for you. Get out of there. Have you been here? <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I, I'm wearing the hat. I'm a huge Cubs fan. So okay. to us, like St. Louis is like, go away. Um, it's a joke. I mean, it, it actually is a beautiful city. Um, so, oh, hi. We have, to know, we have to know the dog's name. This is Marty, um, Marty or Martin. Here he is. He's Hello. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, I FaceTime my parents sometimes since they're in Minnesota. So he's used to like to the camera to show his face. Um, <laughs> you are so handsome. Thank you for your appearance. Everybody but, go um, back and look at the judgmental look that dog just gave me. <laughs> it was so just like, okay, this guy. Okay. Yeah, you're not, <laughs> you're not anyone I remember. Um, so st louis though um i'm from minnesota originally like i mentioned so this has been the biggest city i've lived in um so it's given me a lot of great opportunities to do other things but i when i came here it was for this internship that was only 10 months long so i knew i wasn't going to be staying or i hadn't planned on staying uh the midwest is the midwest <laughs> um and i was living in virginia before this so i was like if i'm going to be living it like anywhere like I would like it to be either by the mountains or the ocean. So I was applying for jobs all over the country and landed a handful. So I picked Tampa, Florida, cause I was like, there's a lot of great comic cons down there for me, for my profession, um, especially sticking with the VA, there's a bunch of VA hospitals down there. So in the end, it was just like a really great opportunity. So we'll see how well my paint jobs go with Hold the up. humidity. <laughs> yeah. you know i'm sure it's going to be okay um that was one of the things i found interesting talking to you know frankly built was on the podcast and he had to move from england to the united states 
and packing up all of his printers and all of his suits and all of his 3D printed stuff and all of it survived. It did okay. So hopefully that means just St. Louis to Florida. You don't you don't have too many problems with that. Uh, how soon are you moving? I'm moving next weekend. Oh, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm excited that you're getting out of St. Louis. That's too bad because we've got C2E2 in Chicago coming up in August. I was going to be like, hey, Kayla, you should come up to that. It'll be a blast. But you're going to be in Tampa by then. I will be in Tampa by then, which is unfortunate. You are right with that because there was there's a lot of great opportunities here that I was looking forward to doing, but I wasn't even actually expecting on getting a job that fast either. So it's crazy that because I graduate on June 3rd. And so I will be leaving at like 11 a.m. on June 4th. <laughs> <laughs> get out. <laughs> yeah. So let's say I get like the two weeks to kind of adjust. But yeah, I will be in Florida. Oh, that sucks. Um, so I, I want to talk about um, it, and the reason why I'm looking down right now is because I've got your your Instagram pulled up. I I like you have several great ones. I, first of all, I love that uh, winter soldier. Like that Thank is, you. that is really, really cool. What, um, how did you do the arm on that? So with that, I used, um, like I sanded the crap out of it <laughs> and then, uh, primed it with like, um, like filler primer. And mm-hmm. I put like a black gloss paint underneath and then a metallic chrome. Mm-hmm. All was like almost all of that was rustoleum. Mm-hmm. It looks yeah. fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, nice. it came really good um, and held up really well too. Uh, I'm still trying to work on like scaling of stuff because when I was wearing it, you know how it's like separate here, um, just like bending. I don't know if anyone else, has, no one's talked about it, but like I had bruises from just like bending my arm and having it tight here, but like loose here. But I did put like a metallic sleeve underneath like you can get like at joann's or something just like a piece of that and literally just wrapped it like this right (laughs) (laughs) which helped for the look but um it also helped just for a little bit of padding too yeah scaling i have yet to that's something i have yet to master and i know like you know like frank and some other people told me like oh you know you just go buy the scanner and then you can scan your head or your body part or whatever it is and that'll give you an idea to scale um that just I don't know what it is. I, for some reason I'm resistant to it. I'm like, that feels like another like milestone in the rabbit hole that it, maybe I'm not quite ready to hit yet. Then I just keep telling myself, Oh, it'll be fine. I'll, yeah. It looks good. It looks good on the computer. I'll just print it. I'll just print it. <laughs> Majority of the time I'm right. Majority of the time, every once in a while, I'm like, I just did this. I was working on these Iron Man legs and it, it's crazy how the, th- like the shin and the knee and the, everything fit great. And then the foot was like a toddler. It was just like, like, that doesn't even, so I just like upped it to like 150% printed again. And now I, f- I feel like it, it, it fits great. Good. Yeah. That, um, even I probably eventually I'm going to have to get into scaling, but, um, oh, that wonder woman's pretty cool. Thank what? you. That's a Halloween costume before anything kind of was <laughs> a thing for me. So I, I didn't consider it like an actual like cosplay yet, but I would like to print out like the armor set, like the actual like um, like chest piece and all that, because I've seen some really cool pieces for that. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, that was for a costume contest at a bar. <laughs> <laughs> Did you win? I left early. <laughs> oh. I, I, um, everyone really liked the costume. And with that came a lot of drinks. And I probably would have not have remembered the rest of the night if I tried to stay. <laughs> 
one of those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, that Stormbreaker is really cool. Yes. Oh, oh. yeah. That's, okay, so that's a big part of this too, is that I am not necessarily like a one-woman team. So my roommate, him and I do a lot of the building stuff together. We do like to participate in that kind of stuff. Um, and he's a huge, huge fan of Thor. So he has printed out a lot of things that we've like helped each other with. So while he might like, you know, sand some things, I might prime and paint. I tend to be the better like painter of us two. And he does more of the sanding. So, cause like, um, I do have some like dexterity issues and like shakiness. And so when it comes to using like sanders for a while, like my hands tremble for like hours afterwards. So me and him do work together quite a bit. He doesn't have an Instagram, but the Stormbreaker is his and the um, Thanos blade is his and the Thor hammer as well. Mm -hmm. But I'm I... printing my own of everything. <laughs> <laughs> the um, yeah, that's I don't know about you. Like you said, you go to the park to sand and good for you. That's like the part I hate the most. I cannot stand sanding. I think most of it is because um. I still have it in my head that it's going to take a lot less time than it should. Like I still, for some, like I'm impatient, like I'll just go outside and sand this for two minutes and it'll be fine. And then I'm like frustrated that it's not <laughs> done. And then my hand starts cramping and I'm like, Oh, geez. Yeah. That, um, are, are you still, um, well, that's really, that's cool. The red hood. Oh yeah. That's also yeah. his. <laughs> wow. He did a great job. He put a whole costume together and was supposed to be wearing it for the Kansas city comic-con. But then when my whole outfit took a turn for the worst, um, he was just kind of focused on making sure that I got in and everything and helping me out when he could. Um, so he didn't actually get to don the whole suit, but I do have a photo that I should post. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> what, um, yeah. what, what do you want to do? you have, um, in your head like other stuff you're you you still want to get to stuff you still want to do yes oh my gosh so uh when so with my next move it will be to another shared space but hopefully after that i will get my own home um and i would like to buy a house eventually but i would love to have a basement where it's like my movie room and i want split down the half like marble on one side star wars on the other maybe dc in the back um and just like literally make everything that i wanted um all the memorabilia for everything uh, as you could probably see on that instagram there was like the wall that i was starting with all the marble props and stuff and so i want it to be like a completely comprehensive set which i have like the loki scepter to add a bunch of the stuff from the, the shows i have not printed out anything of that yet um so i, I would like a whole helmet collection uh and we talked about even making like a command center down there with my my PC stuff um, and making it be like Tony Stark's um, setup where it's like the half circle um, and have like an Iron Man like top bust basically hanging from the the ceiling and stuff so for me I'm a huge fan of like the Iron Man suits a lot of people are doing them um, and for I've watched people walk in them and seeing like their comfort level um, <laughs> I'm not very coordinated so if I was to print one I think it would be for like the prop situation and keeping a really cool like maybe lit up one in my in a basement but that's the grand scheme so we'll see how fast I can get there but otherwise I would like to just work I really want to get into learning more about 3D modeling and trying my hand at that because the issue that I'm running into a lot and why I've 
cosplay as mostly male characters is that there is very limited female files available for characters. Um, and if they are available, they're usually not like the whole sets or not necessarily very accurate. So I would like to be able to do that not only for myself, but if I could learn how to do the modeling, I can like produce it for other people because I think it would really help to get more female like 3d printers but also just more cosplayers to kind of joining the team mm -hmm. you're ab you're absolutely right and it feels like and i don't know because i've never looked at obviously a file for a female character and thought how would i print that uh but my initial impressions and believe me i i, I 100 hate to sound this way to anybody listening but i i think it makes a difference when a guy is making it and I don't mean that in a sexist sense. I just mean it in the sense of like understanding feel and comfort level for the wear. Of course, some of them are terrible with that with some of the male ones too. Um, <clears throat> but modeling, that'll be, that'd be really awesome if you got into modeling. I, I feel like, and I talked about this in the last episode is that modelers are like the unspoken hero of like the 3D printing cosplay world because, you know, one modeler can come up with a fantastic file and then like, hundreds if not thousands of people print it out finish it and wear it to cons and everybody goes oh my god that looks amazing you know and it all has to stem from that person who wants to sit there for hours staring at their computer <laughs> screen getting the perfect model made that is that is cool um yeah and some of the, i think some of those people are doing like clinics on those now yes um, and that's something i want to be a part of too i've seen some that do classes and stuff like that over zoom um there's some maker spaces that do the um, in-person kind of classes where they demonstrate too so uh, I'm going to try to do as much as I can especially with this move and kind of once I'm adjusted since this is finally like the the first step into like a career where I'm not in school anymore and I can actually have hobbies again I think it would be a really fun thing to sit down and try to get really involved in the community down there too mm -hmm. yeah for sure that um well that'd be the nice thing about down there is that yeah, you'll get to paint and get to go to cons year round. You know, yeah. here here yeah. in the Midwest, it's like maybe half the year if you're lucky. <laughs> it's brutal. I that's what, and I don't know if you ran into this, but that's what had me like so frustrated this past this past year because it was like January, February, into March. I was like printing stuff, and then they were just like sitting off to the side because it was like ten degrees outside, and I'm like, I, yeah, you can't go outside and paint that, you know. No, I, I feel you there. And we have it so, um, like, my apartment set up where what should be where the kitchen, like, dining table would be is where my printer setup is, which there's a door on one, like, literally right next to it. And then at the end of the hallway, um, past the living room is another door. But my apartment's only, like, 700 square feet. So that span is very, like, probably only 20 feet long, if that. So the draft from the cold would come in and you could literally see it in the print where if the door was open for a while or whatever, mm. or it was really cold where our heater sucks because this building is old. Um, or if my bedroom door was open since I'm attached to a sunroom that also brings in a lot of cold air. Like it was so cold in here. I had like a heater running at night sometimes. <laughs> uh, it would affect the prints too. So it's, it's really interesting when it comes to the weather, how much that affects and humidity. It's, it's really annoying. I'm starting to have weird issues with the humidity now. They say Florida is bad. Like St. Louis is not, not good for humidity mm, or no. allergies. 
<laughs> right. <laughs> that is true. You know, farmers, I understand it, but there are a lot of times in the Midwest where, and I'm a lifelong Midwesterner, like I'm, I've lived here my entire life and I don't know why, like, I don't know why people settled here. Like farming, I understand like hundreds of years ago, like, oh, I'll just take all this land and I'm going to raise corn. Um, but why those of us who aren't farmers still live here because it is so hot and so humid in the summer and it is so brutally cold in the winter. I, yeah. And the only reason I'm here right now, still me and my wife is because of family. Like we have family in the area, you know, and that's that, I think that's the anchor. That's, that's what keeps you, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, that is the anchor. I had so many people ask me why I was moving from when I was first moving out of state. And I was like, why wouldn't I? There's like, it's cold and so my parents are farmers. And so I grew up in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, what am I going to look at the corn? Like there's nothing pretty here. Uh, <laughs> no offense to those people, but um, it, it definitely goes to show like when it comes to being able to enjoy your environment and the people around it. Like I was in a town of 800 people uh, versus like somewhere in St. Louis where you get more opportunities, you get to be more connected with a variety of people. And I think that's what it really took to kind of jump into stuff like this too is I could actually find people with things in common here versus my little hick town where people drove tractors to school. <laughs> we, yeah, we grew up in a very similar town. Mine was the same way. We had yeah, tractor day every year, you know, it was a little, <laughs> little yep. tiny farm town in the middle of Northern Illinois. And I mean, I, I still know a lot of those people. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to bash them, but yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Thank God. Like I, I do have to say, thank God we have the internet. Oh, you know? Yeah. True. And, and, you know, I'm, I, I hate saying this stuff on the podcast because it just gives away how old I am. But uh, I, I want to say I got on the internet for the first time when I was 17. Prior to that, you had nothing, dude. <laughs> like there was no interacting outside of your little world. And now it's like, oh my gosh, you can be in St. Louis and I can be here and we can record a podcast over the internet. So thank God. And, and, you know, nerds unite. That is the fantastic thing about the internet and social media is, being able to interact with, you know, the kind of community that we're in. Um, and I love the way earlier you had mentioned about how embracing the community has been for you, which is awesome. Like that's one of the things I love about this community is that, I mean, you're always going to have your little tiny bad apples here and there, but by and large, I, I've, I've found it to be just a fantastic community of people, everybody willing to give their time and energy when they wouldn't have to, you know what I mean? Uh, has that generally been the experience for you as well? Yes. And like a hundred times over um, with the people that I've met, they've been so kind at explaining things. Um, I think it's really nice for them to see someone who's really interested. Um, and for me getting into it later in the game where this wasn't always my upbringing or I didn't have the tools to kind of teach myself. Um, I think it shows a lot when people see another person actively trying, maybe getting outside of their comfort zone and, you know, wanting to learn. So people have been really great at, you know, welcoming me um, and advice and continuing to support me as I get better. Because like I look at some of the things I posted initially being like, oh, my God, check this out. So cool. <laughs> and everyone's like, yeah, even at the very beginning when I wasn't producing that like great of stuff or whatever. Um, there are the times where people do message me, giving me advice on things I didn't necessarily ask for, um, which is a little annoying so there's been some people who try to fix things for me when i i didn't ask for them to fix things and like i was learning it myself 
Um, so I, I like it when I can ask for it and receive it. When people just tell me things that I'm doing wrong, uh, it's not always, you know, the most welcoming experience then. It's kind of frustrating. But I, I can see where the intention is just to help someone. But I, yeah, so it can be a hit or miss. But the thing I really liked here so far is the St. Louis. We have like a 3D printing meetup. And when I was starting to work on my um, new printer, like I knew exactly who to talk to. They were so kind, welcoming, and there was a lot of activities to be doing. Um, so I'm hoping to find the same thing in Tampa, but it's, yeah, it, people have just been like so happy and positive. And uh, even people who I, who don't really know much about it, they seem to be seeing how happy it makes me and how positive like the experiences I'm having and showing off these really cool things. So I think across the board, um, even people who I didn't expect to show me some support are still doing that, which is really nice. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Has that pretty much been your same experience going to cons too? Yes. Um, so with my experience going to cons, since this is limited, I've only been to like the two Kansas City ones and like a little one. Um, there, there've been a lot of great like comments. I've met a couple people follow each other on Instagram, um, showing support and talk, asking about like methods and people teaching, um, which has been really great in the last, um, convention I met like Colt Cosplay, Ryro Studios and, um, Daniel, Daniel Build or something. Um, yeah. so I met guys since, um, Ryro Studios is from St. Louis. So like they all knew I was going. I knew they were going and we found each other. I'm terrible at hearing my name though. So like we passed each other and didn't know it. And then they're like, Kayla, I'm like, oh, uh, but we got to talk and I got to really see their stuff in action um, and kind of bond over that and have friends that I met, even if it was briefly. Um, but yeah, they were really cool there too. So, excuse me, Ryro's down there too. Man, is it like, Am I just now finding out that St. Louis is like this weird little hotbed for like 3D printed cosplayers or? It is. It literally is a hub. There's been um, like the arc reactors where they have like our maker space here and online. There's um, a Facebook group that has, I think like 700 some people a part of it. Um, so there's so many people here. And I think, I think also with a micro center being in St. Louis, mm -hmm. And having those like ender deals is that a lot of people easily have access to printers now, um, can get them at like a more affordable price with those deals. But yeah, no, it's like, it's huge here. I didn't know. I think he messaged me right when I first moved here when I tagged something and I was like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay. Um, so like, we didn't really actually talk a lot until, until like these last few months. Um, it was cool to kind of get to know him a little bit more, even though I'm leaving, but. Mm -hmm. That, that's cool. I did not know that. I, I just talked to him a week ago, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm uh, one of the helmets that he has on his Patreon. I don't know if you've seen it. It's the um, organic Iron Man one where it has like all like the crazy grooves and stuff in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm in the process of printing that one right now. I just held my hand up. I've got primer and paint all over my hand from what I was doing just prior to this, this podcast. Um, that's awesome. What um, do you have any characters that you want to cosplay in the future? Yes. Okay. So with Lady Thor, there's that. Um, but I really wanted to do like either like Siri or Yennefer from The Witcher. Um, or even maybe I don't know. Uh I'm I have thought about it because I want to try to do different mediums when it comes to like leather work and sewing and those are things that I want to learn. 
everything honestly <laughs> uh, i would like to get more involved in like the stuff like the the sewing so i would i was thinking about doing something like that um because i really like the sword too like i've seen them at like comic cons where you can buy like an actual metal sword like um his sword in the show and it looks really cool and i just want it above my bed like a real metal sword so i can scare off anyone who comes in if threatened <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, so i have her and her in mind or them in mind um but i don't really know much more for other people fennec really grew on me um but i don't know when it comes to like ethnicity if i don't want to you know overstep my my welcome there yeah no nah, i don't think so that's um <clears throat> i don't know maybe it's just me i sort of feel like because it's a sci-fi character it's a-okay you know like if, if for example i've always wanted to like cosplay as a samurai then i feel is a bit different because that's a cultural <laughs> thing right yeah. you know and yeah and you can honestly as especially as like a white guy you can't walk <laughs> around doing a samurai voice without like everybody's just being like you are a racist like there's there's no way but i think with a sci-fi character yeah why not you know i mean if you can for sure and i gosh i her helmet is so cool that's mm -hmm. one of the coolest looking helmets that I, you know. I feel like it's one of the most um the ones that have the most vis visibility surprisingly or like i put my head in a mandalorian helmet and i'm like i cannot see but hers actually can like gap open mm -hmm. That is the one downside to those Mando helmets is that it's like, cause I've got one too. And I printed it. And the first time I got it off the printer and just put it on my head, I was like, Oh my God, like, how do you fight anybody? <laughs> These things, you know, that and hearing when I, when I was on stage for the Boba Fett thing, I could not hear anyone. So mm. I was just like, <laughs> and then off and I see either. Like I had, I struggle with visibility. And so with the tinted visor too, I was like trying to find the stage and they're like, I have like low lighting issues. And so I'm like, someone help me. I can't see. It's like, I have my eyes closed, mm -hmm. which has, has sealed the deal now that I will no longer cosplay anyone with a helmet that is tinted or I can't see through it very well. Or I, that's why like the lady Thor helmet, like don't have to really worry about that. Um, or things with like jetpacks or backpacks, which my first two, like um, Taskmaster and Boba Fett both had one. And my jetpack, the wind in Kansas City was so strong <laughs> that when I was trying to get out, the door like slammed on me and literally shifted my whole body. I'm not like a light person by any means. So the wind was strong and it had ripped my jetpack off the magnets. Oh. Like I had those like industrial magnets. Um, as well as just like a, a suspension system and it knocked everything off in the like and then shattered on the ground <laughs> oh no <laughs> yeah it was so bad but in the end i was kind of thankful for it because i would have realized if that would have happened on the floor because people bump into you all the time and it was really heavy i was like i was going to be cranky anyway of trying to just <laughs> hold that heavy thing up the whole time <laughs> that's always like the interesting thing to talk to people about is they're <clears throat> the chronicles of their trials and tribulations of going to cons because you hear so many people like oh everything was great i got my outfit across the country i got there just before i walked in the door my whole shin piece shattered you know <laughs> and it's like oh yeah i'm uh i'm i'm building a suit right now which is going to be my first like con cosplay thing and um i'm trying to learn from everybody ahead of time i'm trying to like take into account 
everything everybody says oh this part will break this might break make sure you bring super glue make sure you bring clear tape uh, i'm trying to but i i know ultimately it's like a murphy's law thing that you yep. know some something's gonna go wrong anyway uh cool i i like it what um so yeah we said like i'm a, you know and the nice thing about the lady thor is is that you don't have to wear the helmet 24 7 mm-hmm. that's, yeah, that, that, that's that is the nice thing about that character um so you said that you said finique shot and what else you got um that's all i really have for right now um i would like to kind of dabble in more there's a lot of great shows and movies coming out um in the next few months so hopefully i can get some inspiration there but i have not really thought too much about it um i know i would like to hopefully i'm going to take my time with the lady floor one so i can wear it multiple times because so far it's been like a one con and done for most of my outfits because they literally fall apart. <laughs> um, I'm working on that as well. Velcro has helped. Um, but I have been really open to ideas. A lot of people have given me um, like redhead characters that they think I would be good at because I do have very fair skin and kind of the, the similar features thanks to my heritage. Um, <laughs> so, it, so that's been kind of fun to look into. Um, but I... I, I don't know. There like a lot of the we watched the X-Men movies recently too. And Rogue is kind of cool. I like her. Um, so that might be something I try to do as well. Mm-hmm. Rogue's a badass. She doesn't yeah. get near as much credit. And and I'm not knocking on the actor or anything because I, I enjoyed the X-Men movies, but they never fully in those movies did her character justice. But yep. you're talking to like an old school X-Men fan here who like is way too deep to the point where probably nothing will make me happy, but I accept that ahead of time. That's okay. What, um, what all redhead characters have been suggested to you? That's got me curious. Um, they have suggested, I need, I should look, there has been some, um, like tests. There has been, um, it's hard to think of on the spot now, but, um, <laughs> Yeah, sorry about that. No, that's okay. Uh, literally, if you name one, uh, Scarlett Johansson, uh, Black Widow, um, Wanda, because she's she's her hair is getting more red as the shows are going on, which I don't know is on purpose. Um, <laughs> her, so like pretty much like the standard. There's been some other in like some animes that people wanted me to do, and I was like, where is all this red hair coming from? But uh, I guess my hair is like kind of a mix, so I look a little bit more ginger than not. Mm. But um, we will see how that goes because I was planning on dyeing my hair, and if I could have it, you know, be something that's accurate would be cool. But we'll see. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, I'm I'm excited that um, I'm hoping that you can get to Camp Tampa, um, and if you can't find a community down there, you can create one. That's true. You know the size of the population that it has. I have to imagine that there's something down there. You know. Oh my, yeah, and I feel like Florida in itself kind of attracts misfits because if you <laughs> have to move anywhere where you're not really accepted. Why not go somewhere where it's warm and pretty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the St. Louis of Florida. So, yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, hey, um, we're going to, we're about, we're about getting up against the clock here. Um, do you got anything you want to um, say to folks on your way out? Uh, I guess the only thing I would say is if anyone who hasn't followed me or has seen my work before, feel free to drop by and um, give me some ideas of what 
I should be doing, or if you do have any advice, since I'm asking, uh, to just drop anything that you think would be helpful, especially in, in an environment like Florida. If anyone's living there already, it'd be really cool to hear about like what's going on there if I just can't find it myself, or tips on how to start a space too, because I think that would be something I would like to take the initiative on if there if there isn't. Mm. Nice. Love it. hundred percent. Well, we'll, uh, we'll keep following and uh, anybody who's listening. Um, it is built at built by beans on Instagram. Um, obviously if you're watching this on YouTube or you saw this on Instagram, you know, her tags right there so you can see it. But if you're just one of the, the people who listens to this podcast, who just does it purely audio, definitely, definitely go to Instagram, type that in, check it out. There's a lot of cool stuff there. And, uh, yeah, I, I love it. We'll, uh, and we'll keep following you and excited to see where it goes from there. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you so much. All right. So that was the episode with Kayla. I had so much fun talking to her. I hope you enjoyed listening to it. I want to thank each and every one of you out there for liking, subscribing, all those wonderful things. We're going to keep doing this, man. We got a lot of great guests coming up on the podcast. Um, I want to thank each and every one of you for your support. I'm going to get out of here before I go. I want to say I love all of you. Hope you take care of each other and we'll talk to you next time.